You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on KPEL965.com. The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate. I'm Stuart Varley, and this is the Fox Business Report. Americans were spending more than expected at the end of last year, a sign the holiday season exceeded lowered expectations. Retail sales rose six-tenths of a percent in December. Car sales factored into the increase. Excluding autos, retail sales were up four-tenths of a percent. Stronger auto sales made up for less spending on gasoline as gas prices declined last month. Charles Schwab reported lower earnings for the recent quarter, though its results came in better than expected. Citizens Financial and U.S. Bancorp both also reported weaker numbers. Mortgage applications increased last week more than 10%. Demand rose for home buying and refinancing. The Mortgage Bankers Association says the average for a 30-year loan remained below October highs at 6.75%. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosolda. Invested in you. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. News Talk 96.5 K. Pro Bridge Lafayette, broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios. He's taking a detour on the road he hopes takes him back to the White House. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News, former President Trump, back in court in New York now for the start of testimony at another civil defamation trial he calls a fake case. Author E. Jean Carroll, who sued him again, is set to take the witness stand. She already won the first case, arguing he defamed her denying a sexual abuse allegation from the 1990s. His lawyers say an appeal of May's verdict that the former president sexually abused Carroll means this case should not go forward. Carroll seeks $10 million in compensatory damages and more in punitive damages. Fox's Grinnell Scott tonight, the former president returns to New Hampshire where he told voters last night it's time for the Republican Party to unify, come together and move forward as one team. We have to beat crooked Joe Biden. Urging his two challengers to drop out. Nikki Haley doesn't plan to do that. She's really focused her ground game on New Hampshire and was endorsed by the state's popular Republican governor, Chris Sununu. Haley's main message to voters, she's simply electable. I did defeat Biden by 17 points. Double digits in these polls. Fox's Alexis McAdams reporting from Bedford, New Hampshire. Ron DeSantis, who finished second in Iowa, says he's still focused on contests in New Hampshire in six days, then Nevada and South Carolina. Right about now, the Supreme Court is going to consider an attempt to get justices to undo a 1984 ruling that hooked commercial fishermen into regulations. Lower courts used the decision to make the fishermen pay for monitors who track their fish intake, which could take as much as $700 a day out of the fishermen's pockets. The fishermen are being backed by business and conservative groups that want to limit the power of federal regulators, and doing away with the president could affect regulations in many other areas. The U.S. is expected today to go beyond the military action to rein in Iran-backed Houthi militants who've been attacking ships in and around the Red Sea by designating the group 
terrorists. America's listening to Fox News. Hey, a lot of you know that I learned how to use a firearm when I was 11 years old. I've been practicing my entire life, and people ask me all the time, Hannity, what kind of gun should I get? Well, now I'm telling them, go to Henry Repeating Arms. And I always tell them to start just by going to their website, henryusa.com. You're going to get a free catalog. Now, Henry has over 200 models of rifles and shotguns to choose from. They're made with the finest craftsmanship I've ever seen, and you don't beat their performance Every one I have was accurate right out of the box and reliable ever since. Their company motto is made in America or not made at all. They have a lifetime warranty, family-owned business, and these folks are true patriots who give back to our military, our vets, our first responders, sick kids, you name it. They support gun safety, and they support our Second Amendment. So if you're in the market for a high-quality American-made firearm, just go to HenryUSA.com. You get their free catalog, listed dealers, and free decals. Henry. Your drive time is live and local. Hey, folks, it's me, Joe Cunningham, and my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, airs every day from 5 to 6 p.m. right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. You can get it all. News and commentary you can't get from anywhere else on the local, state, and national level, plus your calls and your comments through our KPL app chat. It's a fun, fun drive home here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5. To some, a baby's babbling doesn't mean much, but it does. Especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Bikers Against Child Abuse empowers children to not feel afraid of the world in which they live. For more information, visit BacaWorld.org. Our helpline is 866-885-9474. Baca, breaking the chains of abuse. Dino's Pizza is like no other. It's family-owned and operated in the Acadiana area, serving the highest quality pizza on their signature crispy cracker-like crust. Make Dino's part of your family traditions located at Bertrand and Collie Saloon. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Hello, welcome Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us on this hump day. And uh, I always enjoy it because we are in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, in conjunction with our good friends at Talk 107.3 FM. And, of course, talking about our friends at Guaranteed Broadcast. Uh, very humbled to, to be a part of all of, our, all of our stations, our family, as far as I'm concerned. I'm very humbled to have them and all of our stations as we rock and roll in 2024. Where everything's focused on the special session. Two big focuses, one of them being closed primaries. We'll talk about that later. But the redistricting is now, there's one map they're trying to move forward, and I've uh, invited my friend Paul Hurd to join us. Of course, Paul is an attorney. Paul has had great experience in fighting and working with redistricting and, and uh, won several cases in redistricting, and I've asked him to come back on. Paul, how you doing this morning? 
Paul, you there? Walker, don't get him. I don't have Paul. So let me make a chat. Let me know when he's there because I don't have him. So anyway, Paul. I lost you. Okay, I got you now, Paul. Anyway, how you doing? Good morning. Good morning. I, I can barely, I'm not picking up so much your background, but um, I'm here. All right, Walker, you might have to make an adjustment. we got a so good ice here. storm up here, so. Um, well, Paul, tell us, uh, you've seen the map. Uh, I, I, Mike Johnson, Congressman Johnson, came out and said the map doesn't need to be a new map. We need to challenge what we uh, go to court with what we have. And I agree with him, by the way. I don't, I don't even know if we ought to be doing this, but a judge says we have to do it. So you've seen the map. Uh, kind of give us your perspective on it. Okay. we, we <laughs> Y'all might get here, Paul, but I can't hear him at all. So uh, let me see something. Okay, okay, Paul, if you're listening, well, look, hang up on him. Uh, y'all hang up on him and let him call back and see if we can reboot. Anyway, I want to get him on there. He's the he's the, he's really an expert on this. So we'll see if we can hook Paul back up and get him. I do have Liz Murrow coming at ten oh six. We'll talk a little bit about this and some other things with Liz. Uh, Pelican Institute. Big lawsuit against the Biden administration dealing with shrimpers. Uh, we'll get to that at ten thirty today. Uh, Philip Tarber, Representative Philip Tarber's in town, and we want to get a chance to visit with him as well. So we'll visit with Philip Tarber, uh, I think, at the 930 break. So hopefully we can get Paul back up. But anyway, okay, so we'll try to get him. But uh, Congressman Mike Johnson came out and said, look, we got a map. We got a map that we can defend. The, the, there's never been a case on our map yet. It never been a case on the map, not the map, but the constitutionally drawn lines that we ran in uh, last year, uh, this past fall. Uh, I'm, I'm talking two falls ago. So we, everything's being based off this Alabama case. It's not any of it being based off of our case. And so there's a lot of people, and Mike Johnson is one of them who's the Speaker of the House uh, in, in Washington, and he makes a good point. I mean, I, I, when I look at this map, uh, Garrett Graves is gone, gone. Garrett's out there. You know, where's Garrett when we need him on everything? But he, Garrett's stepping up to the plate now to talk about the map. Why? Why do you think Garrett Graves is, is stepping up on the map? Okay, Garrett Graves stepping up because it affects him. All right, let's see if we can get him in. Paul, are you with me? Yeah, I can hear you now. All right. All right, Paul, I, what I was no, saying was give us. Me, I lose you. Okay, get a, give us a scenario of the map that they drew. Why do we even need a map when we had a constitutional map? But talk a little bit about the map that they drew. All right, Walker, just X the interview. I'm not, uh, it's, it's, it's too much back and forth. Just X it. We'll do it, Paul, later. I don't have any idea why there's a connection problem. So I'm, I, I'm making a, I'm making a moon graffon decision. I ain't putting up with this. Let's just roll to something else. But the map that, that is drawn, the, what we're living under right now is constitutional, folks. I mean, it is. Everybody doesn't run. Liz Murrow can tell us this. She told us this before. That the map we have now is constitutional. Shelly Dick, Judge Dick, is saying, no, 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 you're going to do it, do it my way. I always thought if they wanted to tinker, hey, but they wanted to tinker with the map, fine. But to go in and change the map to draw a minority district, 
because a judge is ordered whatever the, the case has never been tried. Our map has never had a full blown out uh, hearing in a court of law. The map that we have now, the constitutional drawn congressional district that they ran on two years ago has never been, that's never been brought to the court. So what we're doing, we're jumping up and drawing a map. I, you know, I never really agreed. Now, they got a map. Once you draw a map that is gerrymandered, and by the way, this map is gerrymandered just as bad as any map you've seen. I've talked to too many people and experts like her on to talk about this map. And uh, this map or this constitutional map that we have now is the right one. The one we got now is gerrymandered just like we did years ago. Courts are courts are probably throw this throw this constitution this map out. But in the in the we this is what we don't need to do. What we're doing is we're gonna draw an unconstitutional gerrymandered map because we're worried about what the judge is gonna do. I, w- I would make the judge draw the bad map because what happens is once the uh, once our, uh, our representatives draw a gerrymandered map and the judge approves it and we actually run on this, then and, it, and let's say it stays, okay? Let's just say it stayed. Then years up the road, they're going to say, well, this is another gerrymandered map. And they go, well, uh, nothing wrong with that. And they're going to say, why is that? Because... Because we have president now. We, have, we, we, we did it back in 2024. They drew a map. The judge approved it. Everybody ran on it. We had no problem. That person's still a congressman, lady, men, whatever. And then all of a sudden, up the road, they're going to have another trial and go, well, in 2024, the uh, legislature drew a map, and the judge approved it, and people ran on it, and they won, so it's over. We have history now. We have presidents now. That's what ought to bother people about the map. It's gerrymandered, no doubt about it. Now, Garrett Graves is all coming out because if you look at the map, oh, Garrett's got to go find him something else to do. Okay? That slash map that's going on right now was held unconstitutional before. This very map was held unconstitutional before. So when you start talking about a map, and look, I know Jeff's got to do what he's got to do, and everybody's convinced that the judge is, I've been told this a thousand times, well, you don't want a judge to draw the map. But if you, would have, and this is another argument they're going to make, with two-thirds in the House, two-thirds in the Senate, and the Republican governor, they drew a gerrymandered map that the courts approved. We ran elections. Man, it's just, it's just not going to be good in the future for any kind of contest that you go to challenge in these districts and these maps. This, main, this means something. Okay, so let's say we lose a representative in 2030, which we probably will. Here's my next question to you. So you're going to have two minority maps because now you only got five. And this argument of whether it's a third, 33% is, is minorities that ought to have two out of six, which, by the way, is, is a bogus argument because it's where you live. It's not that you have a number of people. It's where people live. This, this ain't that hard, but I, I disbelieve this, and I know Jeff's trying to do what the judge wants, and a lot of elected officials are trying to do what the judge wants, 
But I don't understand. This is what I don't understand about politics, folks. And and I, if you want to call me naive, I can accept that. I do not understand when you have an opportunity to do what's right, right in God's eyes, right in the Constitution. You don't do it because you're worried about a judge or somebody changing it. You're worried about losing. I don't understand that. So you lose, but you did what was right. That's that's the part that I'm having trouble with this. Why are we allowing a judge? Now, look, I don't know Judge Dick. I don't care. Why are we allowing one judge to scare everybody when the judge shouldn't scare anybody? They ain't going to jail. You're not, not, you're not going to jail. You're not going to get beat up. Why don't we do what's right? That's what we ought to do, do what's right. This is not going to benefit anybody, folks. The Supreme Court gerrymandering, House racial gerrymandering, it's not going to be good either. Are you a racist? No, I'm not a racist at all. I don't think it ought to be gerrymandered for white or black. You know, to do this, they made the, a lot of the house districts even whiter. But nobody's talking about that. Nobody's talking about making some of these districts even whiter. But, and to guarantee that you'll have another minority district. I, suppose, I, th- I thought we were a melting pot. This is, this is uh, the president's on this is bad. Because all I got to say is Republican governor, Two-thirds in the House, two-thirds in the Senate. They present a gerrymandering map. They pass one. And then the judge agrees to it, and then we have elections. And the years up the road, we go, well, we did it back then. We can do it again. That was with the Republicans that we did it. That's why Republicans got to stand up, man. This, this is crazy. Anyway, let's take a break. 844-766-6607. Matthew James, Tax Wealth Management Hotline. If you'd like to be the part of the program, you're listening to the Moon Graffon Show in Baton Rouge, Talk 107.3 FM, Guaranteed Broadcasting. We'll be right back. You know, when you're selling your home, you know one of the most important things you can even consider is does that person really care about you? You think, oh, they're selling everybody's home. Nicole Spellman Group, they really care about you as a person. They want you to sell your home because you know you want to be stress-free on this thing. And you can't get there if you don't have somebody you have confidence in. Nicole Spellman takes away the stress of selling your home. You know, you can say goodbye to the guesswork when it comes to selling your home if you go with Nicole Spellman Group. Why? They take the guesswork out of it. They have a system called a home value estimator. It's a game changer for sellers, no doubt about it. If you go to NicoleSpellmanGroup.com, right on the homepage under sellers, click on what's my home value. Enter your address and find out what your home is worth in 30 seconds. That's the value of using Nicole Spellman Group. You know, that's why I trust the number one team serving in entire state of Louisiana, the Nicole Spellman Group, to sell my home. Go online, NicoleSpellmanGroup.com, or just Google Nicole Spellman Group. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren? But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. 
Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could? Protect all or most of your retirement wealth from future tax rate increases. Achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years. Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at MatthewJames.com. Everywhere you turn. Hi, hello. Welcome to Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you back with us. 844-766-6607. Uh, Walker, just to let you know, Paul probably calling about 1045 on the landline, so we'll see if that makes a difference uh, toward the end of the program. Liz, Liz Murrow at uh, 10, Representative Philip Tarver at 930, kind of what's going on over there. And uh, I do have the uh, Pelican Institute will join us as we're on a big lawsuit dealing with shrimpers, which would be something big for us. Uh, a couple other things. Uh, you don't draw a bad map. And then the judge agrees to the bad map and wants to judge or draw on. She's an Obama pointy. Uh, anything that comes out of Obama, you know it's going to be left. I mean, we know it's left, go left, go left, go left, go left, go left. You're going to get to Obama sooner or later. So the Supreme Court decision, uh, you know, that was made back in the Alabama case really had nothing to do with us. Uh, the case was never tried. Our case has never been tried in front of a judge and jury at all, in front of a judge, or in front of any, nothing, never has. Mike Johnson, who's the Speaker of the House, and I, I know Mike, and Mike's a supporter uh, of Jeff and one of the first people to come out and endorse him, uh, just came out and said, this is not, this is not right. This is, we need to stick to what we already have. Mike Johnson is a congressman. He says... This is not right. We Mike's a constitutional lawyer, by the way. And he says this is, this is not the best thing to do. The other thing that bothers me is, you know, who was in charge and who was at the heart of the last congressional maps that we drew? Cleo Fields, Mr. Moneybag himself. Who's at the heart of this one? Cleo Fields, Mr. Moneybag himself. Who ran for Congress back then? Cleo Fields. Money bags, Mr. Money. Now, I'm, don't get him confused with Craig Romero. That's a different money. But it's a brown paper bag, should I say. $10,000 of brown paper bag money. Who's in the, who's the distance? Who, how many people think that Cleo Fields is going to run for congressional district? I don't even met anybody yet that think Cleo wasn't in already. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I, you know I got my, I'm not saying a lot of stuff right now. Some stuff going on that got me concerned. This is one of them. Uh, one of the comments that was made that on this reapportion criteria, they are uh, elevating race above all other reapportionment deals. Race is a part. Race should not be the only part. What I'm looking at now for the Supreme Court and for this 
and for the congressional race is it's all about race. It's not about life. It ain't about fairness. It's not about constitutional part of the law. All that throw out the window. I'm just being blunt with y'all. This is about race. Race, 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 race. What's in the Democrats' playbook? Open it up. Race. There's nothing else in the playbook anymore. They have nothing to offer. Everything they're doing, fooling the people, they're fooling to vote for Democrats. People that are voting for Democrats, they're one of two things. They're really stupid. Or they're they, 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 they being fooled by ignorance. Your ship's never coming in. Because your ship in America has to be built by you, designed by you, and worked hard to get. How many people, look at what the Democrats did in the inner cities. But there's a few people that get to play on top, and they get to go on vacations. They make a lot of money. They get to the top. They live in houses. And then they go back and get voters to vote for them. And they vote for them, thinking, boy, my ship's coming in. And that's not true. Your ship's not even built. The Democrats cannot deliver prosperity to anybody from a government check or any kind of big government program. They can't. Why do we want to send them to Washington, D.C. and let Nancy Pelosi or this Jeffries guy end up being in charge? This, this makes no sense. You know, let the judge, this is my opinion. They can do what they want to. Let the judge make the mistake in the bad district. Don't let the Republican-led House and Senate and governorship make the mistake of handing them what they want. Let them do it. Well, we don't want a judge to draw it. The judge is drawing it anyway because the judge is drawing it off a race. Now, you're doing it. Let the judge do it. Then we go fight it in court. Don't do it. Don't do it for her. Don't set presidents because I'm telling you, that's what they're setting. This ain't that hard, folks. We make things complicated. We do it to ourselves. And, I, and we shouldn't do that. Anyway, hoping Representative Philip Tarver will join us in a few minutes. Paul Hurd, we'll try him again toward the end of the program. It's, uh, I don't know, I just I sit this and I go, Mike Johnson's right. We already, we already got a map. We got a map that we can fight for. We got a map, and the map is the one we have now. This this is it. If we give in, we get beat. This whole thing is about race. It has nothing to do with facts. Nothing. Because we allowed the Democrat Party and the media to shove race down our throat in every single thing. So I'm just letting you know that's what's going on. All right, we got to take a break. 844-766-6607. Matthew James, Tax Wealth Management Hotline. We'll take a break. Be right back. Hey, folks, my friend is Schumacher Homes, dedicated to making sure the custom home building is within reach for everyone. Your custom-built home. And Schumacher Homes does a great job of building custom homes. They're going to provide you with a dedicated team of specialists who give you choices and tools necessary to create your home and your dream, your dream home. The new year is a perfect time right now 
perfect time to take the first steps toward realizing your dream home. Schedule your free, no-obligation design and pricing meeting today by calling or visiting SchumacherHomes.com, SchumacherHomes.com. Celebrating over three decades of crafting affordable custom homes. Schumacher Homes has always made it a go to make the home-building journey enjoyable, simple, and hassle-free. They're going to provide a devoted team to build your home. They're going to keep you up to date. Any tricks in the armor, they're going to come right to you and say, hey, we got a problem, we got a situation. Schumacher Homes will make it like you want it. SchumacherHomes.com and let the professionals give you a free, no-obligation design and pricing meeting right now. We all use technology to make our lives simpler, but you may be losing a human touch with your customers. If your business telephone system is antiquated or you're near the end of a contract with your internet and phone service provider, it's time to contact Line One about their hosted phone service. They can set up with the technology tools to create a more personal relationship with your customers utilizing their state-of-the-art cloud-based telephone system. Line One has user-friendly phones, web meetings, video conferencing, and can integrate your smartphones with your office phone system. Imagine your smartphone integrated with your business phone system. With the Line One app, your office will have the ability to transfer calls directly to your smartphone. And when you make a call from the app, it will display the call ID of your business, not your cell number. Your Line One system will be intimately configured for your business needs. Check us out at Line.One. Line.One. It's time to talk to the professionals. Learn more about the technology with a human touch. Go to Line.One and tell them Moon sent you. When you think about how this hour brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management online at MatthewJames.com. Capital special session going on. We had 107.3 FM guaranteed broadcasting. Appreciate those guys uh, letting us hang out for a little bit. I got a, a deal at noon. I got to go to. Maybe he's over to the Capitol and watch some of the exciting Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Representative Philip Tarver joins us. Uh, Philip, good to see you. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad to, I made it here. Look, I'm, I feel like a doofus. I, I was trying to get here for 930. I'm in a meeting at two blocks away on Laurel Street. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I feel like a country bumpkin. I had I ended up getting on the bridge before <laughs> you got go, here. Had to go over the bridge and come back. Here's a here's a good news. You look, made it. <laughs> look, I'm not even I'm not even a, a rural guy. I don't even belong to the rural caucus, so I should be able to get around in the city. And I no, you made good. a bad turn. You're and, good, Philip. You uh, you're a representative. I think you serve as your secretary. Yes, sir. And but you're also a business owner. You're a business guy. Oh yeah, yeah. I have a Toyota dealership in Lake Charles and. Uh, been doing that for over 30 years, 40 years, almost in the car business, 30 years as a dealer. So, yeah. Okay, come here. Let me, let me get that mic set. I want to make sure. We, okay, we got you good now. All right. All right, Philip. So, I don't, uh, I don't want to holler at you. No, you're good, but just get in line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, session, special session. Uh, I just made a comment. You know, we did a special session with the redistricting. Uh, I don't like the map. I'm not saying you do or not. I'm not even asking your opinion on it, but I am saying – I don't really like the map, and one of the reasons is it's gerrymandering, and I think we're trying to give it to the judge, but if we send a bad map to the judge and the judge approves a bad map and then we vote and years up the road, precedents have been set that you can gerrymander. That's my one of my biggest concerns right now. Yeah, it, it's a real conflict, I think, in the law, in, in the, in the uh, statutes and in the Constitution that, the, that says you, you have to uh, meet these 
criteria, but then on the other hand, you can't do that. That is what you have to do to meet that. And so it's really a conflict. And, uh, you know, we just got to do the best we can with what we got. And it ain't fun and it's not good. It, it, it's, uh, are they going to vote on more than one map or the map they got through the uh, committee? That's going to be it. I think we're going to vote on one map. That's all it's going to be. I mean, they're, they're going to probably maybe discuss the other ones in committee, but I don't think another one comes out except for the one that the governor's behind. You know, uh, Up or down. Uh, Mike Johnson, who's the <laughs> – I watched his district. It almost looked like it go down to Lake Charles, but – You talking about quite, the speaker? Yeah, speaker. Yeah. We got, you got to be I know, clear because we got Pineville Mike and we yeah. got the speaker Mike. Yeah, Pineville Mike <laughs> has some funny stories. I've talked to him too. But, uh, no, I'm talking about the speaker of the yeah. house. Yeah. He came out and said we got a, we already have a uh, constitutionally drawn map that, that – we have representatives already sitting in it. Uh, I know I had Liz Merle on. She's going to come on a little later. That that particular district that we have now, the districts that we have now, that's never even been to court. And that's that's what bothers me a little bit. we got a judge saying, do this, do this. Obama judge, by the way. Yeah. And it almost looks like we ought to go, well, we'll tweak a few things. We're going to send it to you if you don't like it, draw it yourself. But somebody says, we do not want the judge to draw the map. Well, if it's based on race, and it is, and that's what they're telling you to base it on, even though constitutionally you're not supposed to base it on that, why draw it? Why don't you say you draw it? Because she's going to end up getting what she wants anyway. Well, I, I, this is just my opinion about it. I think that it, this is one of them things that the governor wants to put behind us. He wants to get it done, forget about it, move on. It's a no-win. It's a no-win situation either way. You know, if we if we hold out and we let the courts and you know let it run it run its course through there, you know we end up with whatever we end up with. This way, we at least control what we end up with and we're accountable for it. And and look, I mean, he's it's his kind of recommendation, and he's going to stand behind it. We gotta we gotta uh, stand up and be counted and and uh, make the decision to do it. You know what's funny, though? In our congressional district now, and it may have always been like that, it's all based on race because the sure Republican areas got whiter. You know, everything is about everything is about politics. and Like the, we're in the Supreme Court thing, and they say the justice is supposed to be blind, and there's no politics in the, the choosing of the judges. But you know good well there is. It can't help but be. You know, yeah. it just is. It's there, and we can't say it's not. We can say it's not supposed to be, but I got news for Do you. you it is there. Just by going through the process, uh, I, I guess I'm expecting no matter what comes out of legislature, it looks like we already know what's coming out. Uh, there's going to be lawsuits. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. what's going to happen? Yeah. Be lawsuits. that's what I was saying a minute ago. We we let the judge do what they want to do now, or if we we do our own plan that you know it's going to end up being in the in the courts for the opposite reason. You know, there's going to be accusations. Oh, it's going to court, whatever. Yeah, so. Um, but at least this way we can put it behind us. The governor can say it's not on our table anymore. Uh, and I think this governor has a has a footprint and a plan. He's he's he knows where he wants he to wants go. He wants to move on. I've he heard him say to, that. He, he does. wants to go. He's he's got zoned in on the things he wants to get done, and he doesn't want this hanging over his head. No, he sat right there in the chair you in and said that you know I'm going to special session right now this quick because the judge ordered us. Yeah. He wanted to do a special session, but he wanted to wait get his feet wet, get everybody in place, and then do a special set dealing with crime or, or dealing with insurance and all that stuff later. And he was kind of forced into this yeah. uh, by the judge to go into it now. Yeah. I just, uh, I just my, this is my opinion. I just would not give, because with a Republican governor, two-thirds in the House and Senate Republicans, the president that is setting, if this sticks and holds and we vote, and, and this is how we're going to do the elections, and then we look up, 
and eight, ten years up, four years up, whatever, they say, well, we're going to do it again. And you go, oh, no, no, we can't do that. And they go, well, in 2024, with a Republican-led House and Senate, two-thirds of a Republican governor, y'all, y'all the ones give us this map. Instead of, in the big picture, is let the, let the judge give us the map and maybe we can beat her at a higher court. Yeah. That's all. Well, because I, y'all, y'all hands on it. And you're right. This is Jeff's push. Yeah. And I hadn't, I hadn't gone back and forth with Jeff on, Jeff on this. But it's his push. I, no doubt. I don't, I'm not arguing with that at all. I just, I'm worried about what it's going to look like up the road. Because it is, which, if I may, I'm going to ask you one, one more question. And I just want you to answer. Don't you think this is still gerrymandering? Oh, no question it is. I think it is. No question. That's, that's, that's it. And I don't think there's anybody that's going to vote yes on this that doesn't think this is gerrymandering. I don't think including so. Including Cleo Field, I think that who it, might that run. I, I agree with you. It absolutely <laughs> is. It is. It is. Assuming that gerrymandering is picking out areas that you want to uh, emphasize and, and for a particular purpose, that's what we're doing. That's, and now, I, I think we're having to do it. Uh, if we don't, the judge is going to. I would rather make the decision and, and be accountable for it than to let somebody else make the decision, and I'm still accountable for it. At least this way I can say this is why we did what we did. Yeah, but and, uh, I, I'm, 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 me and you ain't disagreed on much. I'm going to disagree with you. I wouldn't <laughs> want my name on that puppy. Well, let the, the courts do it, and if you go back and fight, which is what our current situation is, if the courts would look at that and go, you know what, the situation that y'all had is better than this. Because really, and you know this, it's all on race. This is race. This is a race deal. The judge wants it to be a race deal. I think that's why Jeff and you're saying, hey, we're going to do it. We're doing it like the judge said. And, but it's, it's more of a race gerrymandering deal. And I, I just, I don't know. I'm just, maybe I'm a little weird. I just, I wouldn't put my name. I, I don't want to put my name. That's me. But guess what the good <laughs> well, news You know uh, the good news is? The difference between I'm me not and you put is my I already put my name out there. <laughs> no, I already what put my what name I'm saying out is, there. I'm not, I don't have to vote. You don't. You, you that's do. correct. That's you right. do. And, uh, right. and I always take that in consideration. Yeah. His name is Philip Tarver. He's Representative Philip Tarver. All right, because uh, I'm getting ready to take a break. I do want to get a little bit into the closed primaries and the fact that I like it. I like the idea of it. I do too. I think we're headed in the right direction, and I hope you feel. I would. I would have used to many years ago. Early, I uh, would have probably not been that ad, that much for it. But I've been around it enough now to know that. I want to be able to to know that if I'm if I'm choosing if I'm vote because people vote for Republicans because they're Republicans correct and they I, I, serving with them I want to know that if they're Republicans then I they are that I'm gonna take they a break I'm gonna take that. a break right after Not this but think else. about it I ran against you we ran into Republican closed primaries and I told him I'm more conservative than Philip I'm conservative I beat you I go to office. Four years of records. I come back and say, hey, y'all going to reelect me? They're going to go, well, you told us this, but that ain't who you are when we look at voting records. That's right. All right, let me take a break. His name is Representative Philip Tarver. He's over in the, in the madhouse uh, <laughs> for a few more days anyway. Take a break and be back and talk to Philip. We do expect uh, Attorney General Liz Murrow in the house, by the way. She'll be here, and uh, we'll visit with her a little bit, too. Paul Hurd later in the program. I think we got everything ironed out. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show. We'll take a break. Be right back. From the humbling beginning, Dino Hardwoods has strived to provide superior service and quality products for their customers. Hey, I know Charles Altman. He does a great job. If you're looking for lumber, 
Dino Hardwood stocks a large selection of domestic and import hardwood lumber in Cypress. You ought to see their stuff. Exotic lumber, they got that as well. Trust in Dino Hardwoods when it comes to your exotic lumber needs right now. Molding, plywood, paint, and L products, they are ready for you. They got three great locations. The corporate office is right here in Broussard, Louisiana. There's an office in Shreveport on 2801 Valley View Drive and one in Tyler, Texas, 12492 Highway 155 North. Hey, if you're looking for something different and something new and somebody who will service you, it's Dino Hardwoods. I'm telling you, don't forget Dino Hardwoods. DinoHardwoods.com. DinoHardwoods.com. Great locations. They can service you. They can deliver. DinoHardwoods.com. Check out this great Louisiana company. Oh, man, I love me some Superior Grill. Superior Grill, the best Mexican food in the state of Louisiana, bar none, baby. They are the best, and you're going to love them, too. They got great drinks and food, and the atmosphere is second to none. They know what they're doing. They know how to serve. Hey, folks, you do know they cater. They do cater. Superior Grill, located in New Orleans, Shreveport, and Baton Rouge, Lafayette right around the corner. You're going to love Superior Grill. You're going to love the atmosphere. You're going to love the taste. They can handle anything you got. Folks, they got happy hours. They really serve the people. And you're going to love Superior Grill. I love it. You're going to love it. I cannot wait to go to Superior Grill. I've been going to Superior Grill now for 29 years. Let me tell you, I know all about Superior Grill. And I want good Mexican food. I'm going to Superior Grill. I want to see you there. We're going to have a blast. Hi, hello. Welcome back. Moon Grafon Show. I'm getting fussed by, by my producer. But Matt Moscona came in here and we started talking, talking football. About, yeah, LSU, Alabama. <laughs> we was having some fun. So, Walker, that's on me. Anyway, great to have you back. 844-766-6607 is the numbers of Matthew James Tax Wealth Management Hotline. My friend Philip DeVillier, representative, one of the real conservatives in the House. I was, I, by the Tarver. way, Tarver. Not DeVillier. <laughs> Jesus, help me, Lord. Oh, Philip DeVille is a friend of mine, too. But he'll never come do what you're doing. He will never sit. He will never come talk to me in my studio. And I think that's a shame. He ought to want to come, and I'll let him on as much as he wants to. But I will say this. I, I did think uh, you deserved a committee chair. Coach, you deserve that. You've been there. You've proven conservative. I was disappointed for you, and I know you didn't even know I was going to tell you that because no, I checked the I list, and I was looking for your name, and it was omitted. <laughs> uh, you would have liked it. If you would have had a chair, if you could have chaired something, what would you have chaired? I would have liked to have been the education chair. Okay. Uh, I really would have liked to have uh, led that. Uh, I think we have some really challenging things that we need to do. Uh, you know, we can do a lot of things. We can turn a lot of things around, but until we turn around that third-grade kid, that's going into the fourth grade that can't read. Till we change that and we progress that up the line, we're not going to really make the deepest impacts in the state that okay. we and, and and they deserve better than what we're giving them. Let me let me throw something at you. So new governor, new excitement, new legislature, two third in the house, two third in the yep. senate. Uh, 
if if I had to say Philip, you could, you you get to be the governor. And I'm not going to get into much detail, but but if you had to be the governor, what are the two or three things that you really think Louisiana needs to focus on? I, the other thing I'm worried about is every time I read about budgets and budgets and people having problems in the state, uh, LSU system right here lost 736 million last year. Okay, uh, I read that article, and somebody had told me that earlier. I read an article dealing with the uh, community colleges. They're getting ready to be in trouble. I, there was one other department, I can't remember what it was, in government. And every one of them had one thing that tied them all together, COVID money. Yeah. We no, they're the, not going to have it anymore. Okay. So, remember the budget debacle last year. You were one of the 19, and I thank you, sir, yes, sir. for sticking to us. But you were one of the 19, so guys, don't do this, don't do this. But we spent it. Yep. Everybody spent all that money, and that was a debacle. Nobody knew where the money went. How much are we going to be hurt how much is going? How much are we going to be hurt? Because everything I'm looking is, everybody seemed to take in this COVID money and put it in their budget, and now they go, "Well, we're getting ready to go broke. We got problems." Just your thoughts on that? You know, our biggest problem, I think, is that we're just so dependent on government, we don't know how to do, to do without them, and we we expect them to do this and we expect them to do that, and and they suck the money all in and they go do it, and we got to get some fiscal responsibility in our in our performance. I mean, in the reality of what we do, we cannot continue to spend like drunken sailors, as the old saying goes. And, and it's worse than that. We just don't even pay attention. All we do is crank it up, crank it up, and we take more and more and more of the citizens' money, and we give them lower and lower and less and less for it. Even though we're trying as a government, I'll have to be careful when I talk about the government because I realize now I am one of them. And I yeah, just but you, know, you don't have a that, voting record that you tried to grow the hell out of government either. No, your well, voting record you can stand on. Yeah. You're not worried about in a closed primary about your record, are you? No, sir. No. I'm, I'm, I, I, I it looks like to me they went on a spending three to, uh, spree the last eight years on money that really wasn't ours. It was the federal government. Because they're afraid to say no. Yep. And the federal, government, no. the federal government is 34 trillion, getting ready to be 50 trillion in debt. When they start telling the states we can't give you no money, they're going to be saying, oh, when Bell Edwards was there, we, we fixed everything. We did. They didn't fix anything. They made it worse, in my opinion. Yeah. We, just, we have to tell the people, look, we're not going to continue we're not going to continue to take your money and not give you anything for it. And that's what we're doing. And, and until we stop doing that, uh, we're going to keep hit, uh, being held to that same uh, question. Why are y'all doing? Why are y'all doing? Why are y'all doing? And why are you taking more? Why are you taking more? Why are you taking more? Well, that's a justifiable question. But th what happens is they take the federal money. Federal money runs out. They come back to the Philip Tarver and say, we got a $50 million budget. Oh, yep. whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, dealing with the child's protection thing. I don't forget child welfare, whatever you call it. Oh, we got $50 million hole. No, the $50 million you was getting the last two years right. was from the that's federal a, government. That's a great now they turn to you and go, hey, Philip, we $50 million in the hole. No, go to the federal government because that's where you were funded. That's right. That's, they, they think because we were doing that, that that the money's there, and it wasn't. It was never there in the first place. We were using the federal dollars to do that program, and now because that money's not there, we're cutting the budget. Well, guess what? We didn't cut anything. All we did was not you spend money we didn't. But Edwards have. and the media made it sound like y'all yeah. wanted to cut the budget it's at fifty million. You, it's all in how you say it, and, yeah. and uh, but you know we just got to limit growth to what our means are. You know uh, we need to tie our growth and our budget to to our economy. I is mean, that, is that do you think will be the biggest challenge for, for it administration? Is. It is for this administration. It's going to be the responsibility because I think that the people put the governor in the position he's in now. 
to to for him to lead in that respect. And the yeah. question is, is he going to be able to do it? Yeah. Is he going? He he's going to be he's going to be socially conservative, socially more conservative than the other guy. The real question is, is he going to be able to say? We are going to do without this. We are going to do well, without gonna that. We're going to have to because, yeah. because I'm watching this COVID money, LSU system, 730, lost $736 million. Then you go read the story where they had all this COVID money coming. The, the, unif- the uh, community colleges had less people going to them before COVID. Then they got all the COVID money and put it in and said, oh, we may have some budget shortfalls. Well, a good example is uh, Medicare. I mean, we, uh, we supposedly cut in 250 or 300,000 people out of the medicare and medicaid then, but i mean medicaid i'm sorry yeah but we want uh, a couple hundred million dollars more to serve less people yeah. so uh, I, I never could figure that out last year why do we need 200 300 million more dollars when we're serving 250,000 less people that didn't make any sense well, to me at all check our budget out we serve a lot less people too an overall budget but you didn't vote for that you were a good vote last thing uh philip uh the closed primaries yeah. uh we didn't really get into it hard, but I just asked him one more question. And I know you for him. Uh, my, my fear is it, it looks like it's going to get through the House. But I would think it'd get through the Senate with 28 Republicans. You would and think there, so. And there ought to be a they few Democrats. I know, but you would think <laughs> a few Democrats would come along, too. Especially people that got chairs that they might not have gotten it uh, under somebody else. Maybe they were. Maybe. You yeah. think it Maybe gets they passed. have an obligation. You to... think it passes? Yes. Okay. Does it pass? I think it. I think it's not going to pass because they are gung ho for it. It's just that they know this is what we have will to do. Will it pass in its current form, or will it be watered down? I, I don't remember. I don't know exactly what. I think it's going to be from the legislative level, legislation, oh. and uh, probably the Supreme Court and the appellate courts and the statewide current, elections. Yes, and, and the statewide the federal and the federal elections. I, yeah. If it does that, I'm okay. Municipalities, okay, we we'll deal with that later. But yeah. right now, I don't think the municipalities are going to be included. Yeah, but right now, if you deal with just that, I think that's a win, and I don't think that's watered down. No, but I'm worried about it being watered down. And come back and say because I saw someone say, "Well, why don't we just do the yeah, Congress?" Yeah, well, that's watered down to me. Yeah, there's some people that want to take the legislature out of it, and I, I think that's a mistake. It, we're, we're as that's your res- job. Where is where is important to the decision and, and if it's good for the them it's good for us we need to stand beside it uh i know i need we need these special sessions to go away i want to see what happens in the regular session <laughs> i just think that's what they, they, we're going to get down to the to the nitty-gritty I, that's why i didn't want to give up on a on, on a congressman because now you're giving pelosi and jeffries another congressman. yeah i don't think that's, that's a, a tough thing. call that yeah. is, that is a, that's a that's a no-win situation Philip DeVillier is his name. Look at no, him, folks. Sir. He, Philip Tarver. Philip Tarver. God have mercy. <laughs> you think I got DeVillier on my mind? Uh, you Philip Tarver. He's bothering you name. or something. <laughs> it does bother me, but that, I, I got to let that go. Philip Tarver, Representative Tarver, check him out. Good voting record. Steady conservative. Thank you. All right, thank Thanks. you, sir. We'll take a break. We'll be back. Liz Morrell, we're waiting for her to come next.
closed primary elections, they work. Governor Jeff Landry, U.S. House Majority Leader Steve Scalise, State Treasurer John Fleming, all first elected to Congress under tested closed primaries. And President Donald Trump, elected in a closed primary because all Louisiana presidential primaries have been closed for decades. It makes sense. Democrats shouldn't pick the Republican nominee. Liberals and Democrats should pick the Democratic nominee. Then all voters choose who wins on a final, simpler, shorter ballot. That's how states like Florida, the number one U.S. economy, do it. Because jungle primaries can lead to confusion and division before a final vote. Governor Jeff Landry is now proposing closed primaries. Go to legis.la.gov and click Who Are My Legislators to contact your Louisiana House and Senate members and ask that they support Governor Jeff Landry's closed primary bill. Liberal Democrats should not pick Republican nominees. Paid for by Protect Louisiana Values. Show that's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPEL Brobridge Lafayette, a Town Square media station broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. They have six days to make their case before the New Hampshire primary. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News, and Ron DeSantis tells CNN that former President Trump is the Republican nominee. The election will revolve around all these legal issues. Nikki Haley tells New Hampshire voters Trump equals chaos. We can either have more of the same, or we can say it's time to change. The former president at his rally last night said after his record win in Iowa, it is time for them to drop out. We have these two people. We really got to get back on to Biden and beating the Democrats and not wasting a lot of time with these two. But today, before going back to New Hampshire, he's dealing with those legal issues. DeSantis mentioned the former president is in court in New York for author E. Jean Carroll's testimony as she seeks more money in a second lawsuit claiming Trump defamed her, denying Carroll's claim he sexually abused her decades ago. The former president calls it a fake case claiming he has never met her. The Supreme Court has gone fishing. Revisiting an old case this morning, asking the justices to reconsider a ruling 40 years ago in an attempt to rein in government oversight. This particular case is about fishermen, but it impacts every single American because there are thousands of regulations that touch your lives every day. In this case, the program was going to mean that these fisheries, these vessels had to pay for the monitors on board their ships to monitor what they were doing and enforcing the regulations. And they said there is no way that can be a reasonable interpretation of the regulations. That's Fox's Shannon Bream. After all those attacks on ships off the coast of Yemen, the U.S. has just redesignated Iran-backed Houthi militants as a specially designated global terrorist group. There is royal medical news. Britain's Princess Kate is hospitalized for abdominal surgery. And next week, we've just learned that King Charles will undergo prostate surgery. America's listening to Fox News. Don't let everyday aches and pains keep you from living your best life. I don't think I really understood what people meant when they talked about pain until I started feeling it myself. Start feeling better every day with Relief Factor, a daily supplement designed to support your body's fight against aches and pains. Not only do I move better without pain, I just feel better. Created by doctors, Relief Factor uses a unique formula of natural ingredients that target four metabolic pathways to address pain. Relief Factor doesn't just mask aches and pains, it helps reduce or even eliminate them. Today, I do the things I love and it doesn't occur to me to think about pain. 
you can feel the difference all day, every day. Join the over 1 million people who have tried Relief Factor's three-week quick start kit. It's only $19.95 and comes with our feel better or your money back guarantee. Visit relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. That's 1-800-4-4. Court-appointed special advocates or CASA are specially trained volunteers that help secure safe homes for abused and neglected children. Don't let these innocent victims slip through the cracks of our complicated legal system. Get involved today. Call CASA at 268-5111. This nonprofit organization moment brought to you by News Talk 96.5 KPL. Your drive time is live and local. Hey, folks, it's me, Joe Cunningham, and my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, airs every day from 5 to 6 p.m. right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. You can get it all. News and commentary you can't get from anywhere else on the local, state, and national level, plus your calls and your comments through our KPL app chat. It's a fun, fun drive home here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Hello, welcome back. Moon Graffon Show, hour number two of the Moon Graffon Show. Thank you all for being with us. We do appreciate it. We're here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Talk 107.3 FM. And uh, we appreciate Guarantee, as we do all of our radio stations. When we're in those markets, we always like to brag on the, the stations we have. They're the best. And I'm humbled, very humbled, to uh, have every radio station we have, uh, uh, from Ellick to Lake Charles to Slidell. Mr. Ted Dumas, he's done a wonderful job with his stations. Shreveport, the Lafayette, the Monroe, of course, where it all started for us. And, of course, Baton Rouge and uh, other stations as well. So we, we appreciate everybody allowing us to be part of your day. All righty, uh, I'm waiting for Liz. She is close. Uh, she just texted me and said, they, I think they're pulling up now. Uh, she got to come upstairs, so it'll be a little bit of a walk. And as soon as she gets in, we'll go to list. LSU's system lost up to $736 million, up by $164 million compared to last year. Actually, uh, the operating loss of Louisiana State University system, $736 million. Auditor Mike Wagsback published an article for Louisiana State University system this week covering July 1st, 2022 to June 30th, 2023. The report released on Wednesday shows that the challenges of the COVID pandemic, Wayne, LSU increased its net position by $185 million. But they don't have the COVID money anymore, folks. It's, it's drifting away. They actually have more money coming in than they had. But here's the problem. The overall increase in operating expenses is largely attributed to an overall increase in appropriation of expenditures, increased research activity, utility costs increases, Joe Biden, higher employee benefits and retirement costs, partially offsetting those expenses and scholarships and fellowship costs. Listen, here's what government has never understood, and they're having it happen now. All this is operating costs. In other words, what they did was they started adding things to the operating costs. It would be like me. I'm a small, small company. I really don't employ anybody, but I have some people that work. They're 1099, my producer, a couple of salespeople. But I 
it would be like me adding three staffers that I actually pay, where my income might have went up a little bit, but the cost of operating tripled or quadrupled compared to me and the money I brought in. Guess what? I would be losing my fanny off, but I didn't do that because as a business guy, you can't operate that way. This is how government operates in the state and around the country. They, they increase their expenses without increasing the money coming in. Then they come back to you and me and say, well, we need more taxes. Well, why do you need more taxes? Well, they increase the operating expense. But if I told you tomorrow, so you know we got to shut the program down because I can't bring in enough money, but I hired three new people at $70,000 a year, but I, that's $210,000 if I'm doing my math correct, correctly. So, but my sales only go up 50000 do that a few times and see what happens. I don't have nobody bailing me out. Even if COVID came along, it's not going to bail me out. But for the state government and LSU system, I'm seeing this in the technical, the uh, community colleges and some other programs. They, and watch how many of them are going to still cry. We ain't got no money. We ain't got, but your operating expenses shouldn't have went up. They started getting all this extra money in, folks. And their operating expenses went up with it. That's what I'm telling you all about Bell Edwards and Bell Edwards' budget and the bad budget of last year. All this stuff they're doing is going to fall on Landry. And the media, like the devil's advocate, well, when, when he was here, he raised taxes. When he was here, COVID, COVID, floods, hurricanes, all this federal money started coming in. It was one-time money. We were told by my friend Brett Guyman. It reminds him a lot of what happened during the general years. You had Katrina, you had Rita, and all this money started coming. We spent like we had it, and then we got in trouble. So we probably, Jeff's got to make some really tough decisions. Governor Landry got to make tough decisions. But it was set up by bad management under Bell Edwards. This $736 million loss because of operating expenses, this happened under the, bot, the watch of one Bell Edwards that the newspaper wants to tell you how great he is because he took Medicaid money. we got to understand something. If you never ran a business, you got to bring in more than it costs to do business or you don't make it. That's not how government operates. Our federal government is $34 trillion, trillion in debt. They're operating $34 trillion over their budget for the last, well, in 2013, we were $10 trillion in debt. Ten years later, we're $34 trillion in debt. And quit blaming COVID. They, COVID's been gone for us when we went through that one year. But they're still spending at that level. It doesn't work. And that's why the state's in trouble because of Bell Edwards and the way he handled finances. Yet, the devil's advocate, the illuminator, Julie Donald, they don't have a clue. They don't have a clue. Uh, Jim Beam, I didn't even read his stupid article on Bell Edwards because it was so stupid. Talking about it's a transitional. This is a nothing governor we had. Nothing. So all these systems are starting to blow up because everybody sat there with that free federal money. You did it locally, too. Well, we got a surplus of $3 billion. Yeah, but you got in $200 billion. And they spent this money, and they took care of their buddies. That was Bill Edwards. Took care of his trial lawyer friends. He took care of all of them. Come on. He took care of all of them. I was going to throw something at the window, but I didn't. I was nice. I didn't want to hit the lady behind you because I don't know her, and I don't want her mad at me. Attorney General being mad at me. What the heck? Most of them have been mad at me. How you doing, Miss Liz? <laughs> I'm going to let you put that on before I get the mic. 
Make sure you're beautified. You're going to mess up your hair, and I don't care. All right, here we go. How you doing? I'm good. You're on good, to be here. good to see you. You too. Well, it's a new position for you, but uh, I think you fit the position great, and uh, you were in the office for many years, so you just kind of rolled into a new position. It's a different position. It's a different position. Yeah, yeah it is. It's a different role. It's very much more outward-facing than, you know, I look, I love to kind of read and dig deep on issues, and this is uh, – being out, being well, out you're also, office, you're also the are the CEO yeah. of, of, yeah. of your stuff, and so you just can't roll out what you used to do. Yeah. You look great. Thank you. I'm glad you're doing well. Uh, I, I, I just want to talk a little bit about redistricting. And I, you and everybody uh, okay, else. I know, but but <laughs> but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it simple for you, and don't get mad oh, at Oh, good. Me. Then, don't get mad at me. If you can do that, then when great. Me, me, and you, me and you talked, and I remember things. I know you're going, oh, God. I remember things. I and one of the things I remember is... Our current map, which our elected officials that are in right now, which is our, our, our districts, you know, it's, it's already set. They're talking about changing that. But the ones that we're in now, you made a comment to me that I remembered. Hmm. You said, Moon, we never went to court on the ones we have now. Talk a little bit about that. And I think, listen, I know Jeff, Governor Landry's put in a position. And as an attorney general, whatever they come up, you're going to have to defend. Am right. I correct? Yeah, and let me clarify. But you never got to defend the other one. No, I mean, let me let me clarify that. Right. We've been to court. We've never had a trial, a full, complete trial on the merits. Well, that's what I meant. What we had was, I'll call it a mini trial. Okay. And so a preliminary injunction hearing, let me walk you through a little bit, especially for people for listening who don't really understand what the procedures are. As soon as they passed the map, last the, the current map, the plaintiffs in this lawsuit filed, they filed this lawsuit and they filed something called a preliminary injunction. That's sort of, that throws us into what I'll call a mini trial. And it's very compressed. This all happened over like right around Easter. Um, the plaintiffs had about three weeks to file their draft and file their preliminary injunction. We had three days to respond to it. And so, you know, we went to trial in a very, very compressed setting on a preliminary review of the, the whole case, right? And so that's not a trial on the merits. That's not a but, full but, but trial. But when you said trial on the merit, that's what I meant. You didn't say, okay, here it is. It might take a day. It might take a week. It might take a... We're going to go through the trial. We never had an opportunity to prove that. But we've that been trying and trying and trying. Like, I have brought this issue up through the courts of appeal three times, and they just keep saying... I mean, we did finally get an opinion from the Fifth Circuit... And they said, oh, yeah, yeah, you're entitled to a trial on the merits, but first you got to go draw your map. And you get the chance to draw your map, too, so you got to go draw the map by January 15th. That was yeah, Monday. I, I remember that. You know, I mean, and, and then you can have your trial on the merits. Well, you know, I testified to this on Monday. I said, look, as a general matter, I always think it doesn't seem like a great proposition, you know, to say that we should be entitled to a trial on the merits before you overturn a law. I, I believe that, but... We have tried and tried and tried over and over have. and over again. And the courts all the way up to the United States Supreme Court have essentially said, no, you get to go draw this map and then we'll give you a trial on merits. Well, I think that's upside down, but we are but, where we are. But do you think you really, if they draw these maps, do you really think you're going to get the other trial? I don't. I, I, I don't, but that's why I, I objected to it in the first place. Yeah. I said, this is backwards. And, and we lost on that issue. So... You know, all I could do is go to the legislature and say, look, I know this is hard. I know this is frustrating. 
I know that the courts haven't given us guidance on this. I mean, you know, they've told you in the most recent pronouncement to think about race, but don't think about it too much. You know, they and they ask me how much is too much, and I'm like, I don't know. They didn't tell I know, us. No, but I, and I've said this earlier. You don't even have to comment. I said the whole thing's about race. I mean, if you look at the judge and you look at what we're doing, <laughs> we can talk about everything we want to. The whole thing is based on race. Now, that's my opinion, but, man, when I look at this, nobody's talking about it, and you probably can't either, but that's what it looks like to me. I mean, look, the, the, the Merrill opinion, the Alabama opinion, very frankly acknowledges that when there is a redistricting lawsuit based on um, disparate impact, and, and it may not be black representation, in Texas I think sometimes it's been Latino, it's just, right, but that the whole case is about the disparate impact of the map so it starts off being about race it's not i mean they acknowledge that right that you can't that's why alabama lost partly in that case because they took the position that you can't think about race or talk about race or deal with race at all well it's impossible to not do that i mean it starts the the whole case as a disparate impact claim so you're always from the beginning looking at whether they can make that case that the map creates a disparate impact but that's what throws us into fact finding by a judge and that judge then we go up through the rest of the process and every court after that has said we're not going to touch the fact finding of the judge well guess what that does? handcuffs us especially when what we had was a mini trial, not a full trial, and then she won't give us a full trial, and no court of appeal has overturned her on that. So I've tried and tried and tried again. And so that's what I I I told them. I've I've talked to you enough to know where you are. Let me take a quick break, come back. Uh, Attorney General Liz Marone was called your solicitor general. Don't feel bad. I called Phil Tarver, Phil DeVille five times. Somebody said... Who's on your mind? Never mind. Another story. <laughs> it, but it is a tough predicament. When it you look is. at it for the governor, for the legislature, and for everybody, really. Let's take a break. Be right back. Her name is Liz Murrow. She is our attorney general. Folks, you hear me brag about a new advertisement. South Star Urgent Care is the name you need to know. Listen, you, you look up, you're in the middle of the night, you're looking, God, where do we go? South Star Urgent Care. They're open on weekends. They're open at night. They can get you taken care of. If, you got, if you're sick, if you're feeling bad, maybe you coughing, dehydrated, fever, flu, fractures, South Star Urgent Care wants to service you, and they're going to treat you like you want to be treated. They're going to get you in, get you out. You're not going to sit in a dark waiting room for a bunch of times. South Star Urgent Care. Go to SouthStarMoon.com, SouthStarMoon.com. You know you can register before you go and set your appointment. Hey, it's really cool. These folks at South, South Star greet you with a genuine smile and make you feel very comfortable. Folks, you're looking for the perfect urgent care? It's South Star Urgent Care. Go to SouthStarMoon.com, SouthStarMoon.com. South Star Urgent Care. It's the urgent care you need. Go to SouthStarMoon.com, SouthStarMoon.com. Folks, I want to tell you about one of my new advertisers, Adapt Concepts AC Service Repairs. Oh, serving all of Acadiana, surrounding areas, and the Gulf of Mexico for over six years. Full-service AC and heating company. Repairs, installation, and preventive maintenance, which is very, very important. Insulation service, professional quality services, focus on creating value for you. Terms of certified technician, 24-7 customer service, and free consultation. I'm talking ADAPT Concepts, 
AC Service Repairs. You want the professionals? You want the best? This is them. Purchase a qualified high-efficient system for maintenance, plus get a free 12-year parts and labor warranty. Wow, don't you want to know about that? Call them at 337-408-8202. That's 337-408-8202. Or go to the website, adapt-ac.com. That's adapt-ac.com. Do you have a hard... Back, Moon Grafon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. Special guest, Attorney General Liz Merle. Want to say, I got it, Liz, and you got to do this. We got to shout out to Miss Maddie, my, my my daughter, because Maddie, uh, when Maddie demands something, I got to do it. So just want to say hi to Maddie. And Maddie, this is our new Attorney General. Hi, Maddie. I'm Attorney General Liz Merle, and I can't wait to meet you. <laughs> That's good to know. Uh, Liz, sort of the whole thing is, uh, I noticed all y'all talking about. But once the legislature approves the map, okay, does the judge go look at it? Now, what, what, and, and by the way, I'm taking, I'm taking it. It's going to be major lawsuits, no matter what they root. They stuck with everything we did, or they, they do this gerrymandering district, and it is gerrymandering. It looks like to me. Where does it go next? So they let's say they they adopt a map that becomes a new act of the legislature, new law now in place. Um, you know, in theory, somebody could file a new lawsuit somewhere else. But I think these plaintiffs have been given some time by Judge Dick to uh, amend their complaint and say whether they like the map or don't like the map. Now, you know, we have some defenses to that, and I intend to litigate that issue. Okay. I mean, I think once you pass a new act, act to the legislature, it's a new law, and we're going we're gonna to have to go kind of fight that out in court, I guess. But... Um, is it your job? Day, is it your th- job to defend the map, no matter what you, how you feel? I mean, ju- yeah. Up I mean, my job, and I take that point. role seriously. I know right? you do. I know the you do. The job of of letting the legislature adopt the policies that they adopt, and my job is to presume that they are constitutional, unless there is some very clear on point precedent that tells me that it's not. Then I would give deference to the legislative decisions about policy and law and go defend their law. It's not, I don't have to like the law. No, I know that. That's why I brought that up. But I defend the law, right? And so it's not my decision about, well, I don't like this law, so I'm not going to defend it. I think that would be improper for me. But but I do, so my job is to presume that it's constitutional and go out and defend the law. They pass the map, I'm going to go defend the map. I'm laughing a little bit because I I know you. I know, I watch you. And you may have to defend a gerrymandering map. And I know you're looking at me like you're going, boo, why do you say that? Well, because that's tough for you. Rather, like you said, you, you work as attorney general. Your job is to stay in Louisiana, and that's what they pass. You have to defend it. Whether you believe in it or not, doesn't even matter anymore. You've got to come up with the best legal arguments to defend it. I, do you think we have lawsuits? I, forget this map. Whatever the map came out, if they leave it like it is, do you think we have automatic lawsuits? I don't know. I mean, there are a lot of potential things that can happen. It's frustrating to me. I mean, we tried to go to trial back in, you know, much earlier. We could have gone to trial in October or November or December, and then we could have pushed some legal questions up and had more guidance for the legislature. They may have been back in the position they're in now. I understand. 
right now, like if we had gone to trial when we asked the judge to go to trial, we would they could still have been in the position that they're in right now, but it would be on a final ruling. We would have more guidance from the courts, especially the Fifth Circuit, on how they view some of the more um, nuanced, detailed legal issues that are, are just part of redistricting. I, I'm very frustrated with the United States Supreme Court. I think they have, you know, the Constitution says it's the legislature's job to draw these maps, and they have made it an impossible task, which throws it into the hands of a single district court judge who gets to make fact findings, which are then shielded from review based on the general kind of legal process of, yeah. of appellate review. It's, so it's very frustrating. It's I think they need to fix it. When we went up on the stay last summer, which I obtained, and I got the Supreme Court to take our case then, and they kicked it back out again after Alabama's ruling came out. We told them, you need to fix this. You created the problem. Only you can fix it. So I may be back in the same place uh, defending this map. Yeah, you put, you, you, they've put people like you, the governor, the legislature, they put everybody in the bond. Right. Everybody, and I and I agree, and, I, and the thing about it is, if I had to say on a scale, uh, if I had to say, are you going to get to try the one that's, you've been wanting to try for two years now, last year, uh, if I had to tell you, is that going to be a trial, would you say yes or no? <laughs> you After, after they pass you, this, you If it, that's a trial, it's going to be a very short one. I mean, we've we've already been You're going to walk this. in and they're going to say they just passed one, defend that one. Well, and I'm, I, I think if they don't pass one, then we're going to be in trial on February 5th. Like, okay. it's fast. Thank you. I'm not going to keep you long today. Yeah. Always a pleasure. You're always welcome back. Glad to be Liz here. Liz Murrow, Attorney General. We'll take a break. Be right back. Closed primary elections, they work. Governor Jeff Landry, U.S. House Majority Leader Steve Scalise, State Treasurer John Fleming, all first elected to Congress under tested closed primaries. And President Donald Trump, elected in a closed primary because all Louisiana presidential primaries have been closed for decades. It makes sense. Democrats shouldn't pick the Republican nominee. Liberals and Democrats should pick the Democratic nominee. Then all voters choose who wins on a final, simpler, shorter ballot. That's how States like Florida, the number one U.S. economy, do it. Because jungle primaries can lead to confusion and division before a final vote. Governor Jeff Landry is now proposing closed primaries. Go to legis.la.gov and click Who Are My Legislators to contact your Louisiana House and Senate members and ask that they support Governor Jeff Landry's closed primary bill. Liberal Democrats should not pick Republican nominees. Paid for by Protect Louisiana Values. Oh, Shucks, you've been hearing me brag about Shucks. been going there for many, many years. Shucks does a great job. If you like seafood, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. I'm telling you right now, there's shrimp, there are oysters, there are fish, all fresh every day right off the boat. So if you want something fresh and you want fresh seafood, you got to go to Shucks. Don't forget, if you're having a party, call Shucks. Let them cater the event for you. Or you can go pick it up. Shucks, they're waiting on you. If you want a great time and you want great food, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. Shucks. Oh, Good. As parents, we have a lot to be proud of. Our kids are smart, talented, and dedicated, but all of them are at risk. 
One in three Louisiana high school students use e-cigarettes. And every day, more teens struggle with vape-related problems like nicotine addiction and lung damage. The time to talk to your teen is now, and we can help. Get vaping facts, talking tips, and quitting resources at BehindTheHazeLA.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana Department of Justice. This hour brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Hi, y'all all. Welcome to Moon Graffon Show. 844-766-6607. Matthew James Tax Wealth Management Hotline. Here in Baton Rouge, talk on 7.3 FM. My friends at Guaranteed Broadcasting. Uh, I appreciate Liz coming by. That's a tough situation. She's been fighting for the other district. We never heard in court, but this is what politics do to the country. They run it, and uh, this is unbelievable. But you have to defend a map that's not a good map, not a good map at all. Why are they doing it? You have to talk to them. I, I don't think we should have did anything. But, but then the judge would have drawn it. The judge is going to make the decision anyway in our Supreme Court letter when they should have said, nope, you can't do that. But they didn't. So anyway, uh, Governor Landry, the legislature thrown in a really bad situation. Uh, I just wouldn't give in. I, hey, that's because you're crazy. Yeah, well, then call me crazy. I wouldn't give in. All right, let's jump gears. Uh, big lawsuit. James Bayer joins us with the Pelican Institute, Louisiana Shrimp Association versus the Biden administration. Uh, suit filed, I think, yesterday or this week. Uh, James, how you doing? Hey, we're doing great, Moon. We actually just filed it this morning about two and a half hours ago. And um, it's a great lawsuit challenging some shrimper regulations that are going to crush our shrimp industry here in the state. Uh, And it's, you know, environmental rules being made by bureaucrats off in D.C. who don't understand the situation here um, when there really isn't a real risk involved for the uh, turtles that they're supposedly trying to protect. Yeah, it's always something with the Democrats. One thing they're good at is destroying stuff and coming up with make-believe stuff. And uh, here's our shrimpers who already struggle to get the prices up and get what they ought to get for the products and services. So tell us exactly what's in a lawsuit and tell us exactly what they try to do so we can all understand it. For sure. Well, so first of all, I want to thank um, Governor Landry and Attorney General Merle. Um, this was a, there was a case actually brought by the state of Louisiana on behalf of the shrimpers, um, but the Fifth Circuit said that the state itself did not have standing to bring the suit. Now, the shrimpers themselves do, and so we brought a very similar case on behalf of shrimpers such as A.C. Cooper. He's been a lifelong shrimper for about 45 years. The rule that the National Marine Fisheries Service is trying to force them to follow these bureaucrats in D.C. is to add these expensive devices to their nets that are called turtle excluder devices. And these devices are supposed to uh, push turtles out of the nets so that the turtles aren't caught, the sea turtles, and while they're catching the shrimp. Now, the problem is this, uh, that this rule has now been applied to shrimpers who are operating inshore here in Louisiana. And over the course of 55 years of studies, over 128,000 catches, there have only been two interactions with turtles, and both of those turtles were unharmed. So there really aren't these sea turtles in the inshore areas that are at danger, but the cost of putting these custom devices on all the shrimpers' boats and on operating them, which diminishes their legitimate shrimp catch, 
is going to be devastating to an industry that's really struggling and has the potential to take an enormous amount of these ships up to 50 percent uh, out of the waters, according to studies, um, just based on how much these shrimpers are struggling. So this is a way of life for folks in Louisiana, and they deserve the chance to shrimp without interference from these bureaucrats about an issue that really isn't a threat to these uh, sea turtles. Not to mention that uh, my stomach would go bad if I couldn't eat shrimp almost once a week. It, 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 it's a shame, James, that James Bear with the Pelican Institute, they filed a lawsuit. It's a shame we deal with this, but every time we get somebody like Biden, Obama, and them, they come up with crazy ruse. And it's always, always to stop people doing what they're doing in America. Don't do that no more. Don't do that. And it almost makes you to where you just say, okay, what can I do today? And that's, that's what bothers me about the left in this country is to shut down every single thing that's good, that's wholesome. What a way to make a living. Shrimping is really hard. It's hard work. A lot of people do it. Uh, but, boy, if you're going to run them out of business, this is absolutely insane that you've got to even make a lawsuit like this, James. That's right. And, and here, um, you know, in Louisiana, it's a very important business. It has about the potential to we have the potential to lose about 390 to 650 million dollars of direct economic loss wow. um, because of the gross annual shrimp income loss and a lot, permanent loss of 4,500 to 7,500 jobs at a time when people are struggling. And this, again, is a quintessential Louisiana activity. We're coming into Mardi Gras, crawfish, shrimp. All those things are very important for us down here and a bureaucrat very far away without clear congressional guidance, made this decision. And, uh, you know, there's a case in front of the Supreme Court today on this issue of these agencies just making whatever decisions they want and the courts kind of rubber stamping them. And that, that case, which is before the court today and the Supreme Court, Loper Bright, comes at the exact same day that we're filing this lawsuit. And it's also against the National Marine Fisheries Service. So we're hoping that the Supreme Court will say these agencies are out of control. They need to follow what the democratic process and what Congress, you know, wants them to do and not just do whatever they want. Yeah, you know, it's, it's amazing. You know, if they hit the shrimp, James, they can also hit crawfish and say, well, we, we can't do crawfish anymore. we got to save the spotted owl uh, spider that's crawling on the ground, and there's not many of them, and every time they do crawfish, they kill a bunch of them. I mean, they could come up with something as silly and stupid as that for the shrimp. You can't catch crawfish anymore. We're trying to save the planet, and we notice that when you take these crawfish, it hurts the planet. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me they couldn't come up with something to get rid of crawfish one day. Well, that's exactly right. And, in fact, they found out that there's some studies out there that show that these turtle excluder devices, these TEDs, actually harm turtle mortality even more. And so they harm more turtles. Turtles are doing great right now, by the way. There are more turtle nestings of sea turtles than ever, and uh, they've really recovered since the BPO oil spill, which really caused them some harm. But, you know, they're doing well. Who's not doing well right now are Louisiana shrimpers. And that's yep. why we need to fight to protect our jobs and fight, and fight for the economy and fight for the way of life. Wait, wait, uh, James, y'all got the lawsuit, but uh, if, if reading and what they're trying to do, when would something like this take effect? Is this something they just do immediately to devastate the shrimpers? Is it something they do over time? What's the timetable on what they're trying to do? So this particular rule, they've been, they've been working on this for years, right? So since the 70s and the 80s, they've been trying to push these turtle excluder devices. Now, they did it offshore uh, in the Gulf, but then they keep moving in and in and in and more, yeah. and they're trying to do it more. So they got, now, they're at, they're, now they're inshore where there really aren't that many sea turtle interactions, according to all this, these studies that were presented to them. 
And now, and, and where will they go next? Right now, it's inshore for boats over 40 feet. They're trying to get the boats under 40 feet. So they're continuing to come forth to try and make this happen. This particular rule went into effect last year. So it was one of the points that the Louisiana Department of Justice made was this is really hard for these shrimpers to try and comply with this in the middle of the pandemic and supply chain problems and all these other issues. And the district court actually enjoined the, uh, the rule for a while. But this rule is in effect now. And it's a continuing injury because, you know, these folks have to try and keep debris out of these turtle excluder devices. That takes a lot of time and energy and effort. And they lose sometimes the entire catch because all the shrimp flow out, um, you know, because of this device that's been added. So there's real harm here. And we're standing up to, to stop these bureaucrats from pushing this rule. And yeah, I, I, I thank God for the Pelican Institute and lawsuits. I got to tell you right now, I mean that sincerely because we got to save our shrimp farm pretty soon, man. They, they, if they go all the way to the coast, you can't shrimp, you can't fish, you can't hunt, you can't do nothing. That's the Democrats. You can't have a gun, you can't kill, you can't wear. I mean, it's just unbelievable what they're trying to do. And they do it because they empower and they've been given the power by the people that voted for them. Uh, how can, if anybody wanted to find out more about this, James Baer with the Pelican Institute. If anybody wanted to find out more about it, how can they find out more about what's going on? Just go to pelicanpolicy.org, pelicanpolicy.org. You can click to look at our cases, and you can see this, the cases up on the, our case page, Louisiana Shrimp Association versus Biden. Yeah. All righty, my friend. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll do it again. Thank you so much, Moon. Okay. Bye. All right. When we get back, we'll try to squeeze Paul Hurd in. For about 10 minutes, and his take on the redistricting as well. You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show as we rock and roll in Baton Rouge today. Be back in studio tomorrow. Be right back. I want to tell you about one of my new advertisers, Adapt Concepts AC Service Repairs. Oh, serving all of Acadiana, surrounding areas, and the Gulf of Mexico for over six years. Full-service AC and heating company. Repairs, installation, and preventive maintenance, which is very, very important. Insulation service, professional quality services, focus on creating value for you. Terms of certified technician, 24-7 customer service, and free consultation. I'm talking Adapt Concepts. AC service repairs. You want the professionals? You want the best? This is them. Purchase a qualified high-efficient system for maintenance, plus get a free 12-year parts and labor warranty. Wow. Don't you want to know about that? Call them at 337-408-8202. That's 337-408-8202. Or go to the website, adapt-ac.com. That's adapt-ac.com. Dot com. Folks, you hear me brag about a new advertisement, South Star Urgent Care. It's the name you need to know. Listen, you, you look up you're in the middle of the night, you're looking, God, where do we go? South Star Urgent Care. They open on weekends. They open at night. They can get you taken care of if, you got, if you're sick, if you're feeling bad. Maybe you coughing, dehydrated, fever, flu, fractures. South Star Urgent Care wants to service you, and they're going to treat you like you want to be treated. They're going to get you in, get you out. You're not going to sit in a dark waiting room for a bunch of times. 
South Star Urgent Care. Go to southstarmoon.com, southstarmoon.com. You know you can register before you go and set your appointment. Hey, it's really cool. These folks at South, South Star greet you with a genuine smile and make you feel very comfortable. Folks, you're looking for the perfect urgent care? It's South Star Urgent Care. Go to southstarmoon.com, southstarmoon.com. South Star Urgent Care. It's the urgent care you need. Go to southstarmoon.com, southstarmoon.com. Your garage door. Hi, y'all. Welcome back. Microphone show. Last segment of this hour, 844 7666 Matthew James, Tax Wealth Management Hotline. We do have him back hooked up. Hopefully, we got him good. Paul Hurd joins us. Paul, the redistricting. You've been watching this. Give me your overall assessment of what you're watching right now. Look, what I see is we're making the same mistakes for the same reason. Uh, the, when we redistricted in the 90s, we were told by the federal government that we had to create a, uh, a racially uh, constructed district. The only way to do two of them in Louisiana is to racially gerrymander the second one, the one from Orleans up the river, uh, passes constitutional muster. Uh, grabbing people from East Baton Rouge and Opelousas and Lafayette, add to them Rapids and in, in, in Alexandria and Monroe and Lake Providence up near Arkansas. None of that is anything other than unconstitutional racial gerrymandering. If anyone wants to know it is, Judge Weiner, who was... When we did these trials, we had three judges for a procedural reason. One of them was Judge Weiner from the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. We've already got judicial findings of fact and law that a district constructed like this is a racial gerrymander. Now, once we set that district aside, they replaced it with this, what was called by Judge Weiner the slash. It's exactly what they're doing now. And Judge Weiner supplemented his opinion and said, yes, the slash equally is unconstitutional. And what's really important, and I think every legislator needs to understand, is Judge Weiner also made it clear. The federal government cannot compel the state to violate the Constitution. You simply exercise your best judgment and do not racially gerrymander. And the judge expressly said, Section 5 by the federal government, they can't force you to do something under the Voting Rights Act that's unconstitutional. Same exact principle applies under Section 2. The federal government and the federal court cannot demand an unconstitutional remedy. And so, look, that's where we're headed. My my vote is to vote no, empower Liz Morrell to defend our district, and quite frankly, uh, propose a uh, a that the judge dig find that there is no viable constitutional non-racial gerrymandering remedy available and then take that to the fifth circuit 
Uh, but then they'll, it'll always come back to the legislature. That's the last point I want to make. It always comes back to the legislature. So if we play it out in court, honestly, straightforward, and we lose, we will lose this election. But by 2026, we can reestablish constitutional districts. That's, that's where that's my that's my thought process going through this. Okay, let me just give you. Uh, by the way, and I agree with you, and that's why I made the point that uh, to, 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 to Attorney General, she's going to have to really back up a district that she really probably doesn't want to back it up. The one they've well, been fighting for is the one we have now to fight for. But let me just give you this and let you comment on this. Yeah. I got this through legislators. They're only going to pass one map. They've already passed the map that's going to come out. And it's the map everybody's looking at that you looked at, the slash district. And I think it's a, uh, I think it's a shame, but I feel like, you know, uh, Governor Landry has already made it. He wants to get this out the way and move on. And I just, I don't think getting it out the way, getting it out the way is fine, but getting it out the way the right way, it would be more important. And I just think what you see is you may not see another map pass. If another map would pass, that was a good map at least they could vote on the map they thought was best. Oh, I agree. And in the, there, there, uh, there is an alternative, and that is to take the districting maps we have and modify them slightly, and you can uh, increase, you can increase the minority population in the fifth district um, and you can end up with a district that is more minority population if that's what the court wants or that's what the legislature wants to do to say look we tried to make it better for minority voting but we're not going to violate the constitution there's in a middle ground that they could go to. The worst option is the slash. The well, don't you the, uh, don't you call? Aren't you calling the one slash the one they got now? It's Senate Bill Eight. It, yeah. it is the one that passed out has already been held by Judge Weiner and two other federal judges affirmed by the U.S. Supreme Court that it's a racial gerrymander. Yeah. And and what the go finish the opinion. The opinion says, and by the way, federal officers, judges, or the preclearance, they cannot force a state to violate the Constitution. And what they say is the voting rights does not require this racial gerrymandering remedy. It's not an excuse for it. What they're being told is don't stand by your principles, give in. And the real answer is we're honest, we think we've got a great plan, we believe it's fair to our people. It's And I'll tell you what it is. The worst thing about the slash and the gerrymandering of extremes is they are anti-voter, anti-black voter, they are anti-white voter. What influence does a minority in South Shreveport have with a, the people where the vast majority of the population is in East Baton Rouge? They are filler, is what we call them. Yeah. They are black, 
filler is what they call it in the gerrymandering world. And that is an insult to those up and down the river. Nobody's serving the voter. Yeah. Uh, Paul Hurd, my special guest, he's dealt with redistricting a lot. We've had him on for this subject for many, many, well, pretty much probably my whole program. Many uh, that years. I've, since, I've been on, yeah, since I've been on there. But, but, Paul, the thing about it is if the district, the one they voted out of the committee, uh, I'm just telling you right now, if it's the only plan, they're going to put their names on it. Just telling you. And I want to go back to one other thing with you. Presidents is being developed now. President is being set now for court cases up the road. Republican governor, two-thirds in the House Republicans, two-thirds in the Senate Republicans. They put together a gerrymandered map for race, race only. And three, four, six years up the road, if nothing done, they're going to look back and say, well, Republicans had it. They did it before. Well, you are, create, you are exactly right. This is the most... Uh, uh, the worst part of giving in is that you are adopting officially at the legislature, we want to racially gerrymander. And what happens is that lawsuit on the district, House districts, the Senate districts, the answer is, well, you just did it with Congress, let's do it in the House. And what's going to happen is you're going to end up with the federal court drawing everything in Louisiana until the Democrats get it right. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 uh, the way they want it, and 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 it, this is a capitulation of state authority and constitutional authority. I I humbly beseech these people to to adopt Judge Weiner's opinion and vote no. Yeah. All right, man. Appreciate it. We'll do it again. God bless. I'm sorry for uh, the telephone problem. Right, no, we good. We good. All right. Uh, Bye-bye. All right, folks. Uh, God bless, and we will uh, talk to you again soon. Closed primary elections, they work. Governor Jeff Landry, U.S. House Majority Leader Steve Scalise, State Treasurer John Fleming, all first elected to Congress under tested closed primaries. And President Donald Trump, elected in a closed primary because all Louisiana presidential primaries have been closed for decades. It makes sense. Democrats shouldn't pick the Republican nominee. Liberals and Democrats should pick the Democratic nominee. Then all voters choose who wins on a final, simpler, shorter ballot. That's how States like Florida, the number one U.S. economy, do it because jungle primaries can lead to confusion and division before a final vote. Governor Jeff Landry is now proposing closed primaries. Go to legis.la.gov and click Who Are My Legislators to contact your Louisiana House and Senate members and ask that they support Governor Jeff Landry's closed primary bill. Liberal Democrats should not pick Republican nominees. Paid for by Protect Louisiana Values. For the absolute best in local Cajun food, check out Prejean's in their two locations in Karen Crow and Broussard today. News Talk 96.5.
KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square media station, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. A reversal in Washington on Lisa Brady, Fox News. The Biden administration is redesignating Houthi rebels in Yemen as terrorists because of their continued attacks on ships in the Red Sea. A previous stronger designation was removed in 2021 as part of an effort to get more aid into Yemen. Now the Houthis will be classified as a specially designated terrorist group. That designation is not as severe as the foreign terrorist organization because it does not prohibit material support or travel bans that can hamper aid groups from operating in Yemen, but it does open up additional sanction triggers. Fox's Jared Halpern at the White House. A Houthi spokesman tells Reuters the U.S. move will not affect their efforts to disrupt Israeli ships or ships heading to Israel. The Houthis have also targeted ships not linked to Israel. The White House also hasn't ruled out more airstrikes on Houthi targets in Yemen. Congressional leaders head to the White House this afternoon to meet with President Biden, still pushing for billions more in aid to Israel and Ukraine as part of a supplementary budget request. Republicans want linked to border security measures. This as Congress also faces a Friday deadline to avoid a government shutdown. The Senate voting to advance a short-term extension of government funding. No reasonable member on either side, Democrat or Republican, wants a government shutdown. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer hopes the proposed new funding deadlines of March 1st in 8th will give Congress enough time to pass a full budget. Fox's Ryan Schmelz on the Hill. Final Senate and House votes still needed. The NTSB warning a partial shutdown would interrupt its probe of a cabin panel blowout on a Boeing 737. The Senate's oldest member is hospitalized. Senator Chuck Grassley is being treated for an infection in an Iowa hospital, according to his office, which says the 90-year-old is receiving antibiotic infusions in good spirits and will return to work as soon as possible following doctor's orders. Lillian Wu, America's listening to Fox News. Don't let everyday aches and pains keep you from living your best life. I don't think I really understood what people meant when they talked about pain until I started feeling it myself. Start feeling better every day with Relief Factor, a daily supplement designed to support your body's fight against aches and pains. Not only do I move better without pain, I just feel better. Created by doctors, Relief Factor uses a unique formula of natural ingredients that target four metabolic pathways to address pain. Relief Factor doesn't just mask aches and pains, it helps reduce or even eliminate them. Today, I do the things I love and it doesn't occur to me to think about pain. You can feel the difference all day, every day. Join the over 1 million people who have tried Relief Factor's three-week quick start kit. It's only $19.95 and comes with our feel better or your money back guarantee. Visit relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. That's 1-800-4-RELIEF. A judge refuses to throw out the case against a veteran charged in a subway chokehold death. A judge has denied a request by attorneys for Marine veteran Daniel Penny to dismiss the voluntary manslaughter charges against him for the chokehold death of Jordan Neely on a New York City subway train last May. Penny has pleaded not guilty and claims he was protecting himself and others on the train. He left the courthouse amid protests. Neely family attorney Dante Mills called the judge's refusal to toss the case a win. I think it's important to know that the grand jury said Daniel Penny should face charges for killing 
Jordan Neely. Penny is due back in court in late March, and trial is expected to start in the fall. In New York City, Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. Former President Trump back in a New York courtroom today as writer E. Jean Carroll takes the stand in her second civil defamation trial against him, seeking damages. Trump was found liable last year for sexual abuse and defamation. He continues to deny it. Endorsements flowing in for Trump's presidential campaign. A day before the Iowa caucuses, Monday, five Congress members backed former President Trump, as did Florida Senator Marco Rubio and North Dakota Governor and former presidential candidate himself, Doug Burgum. Then the day after the caucus, Texas Senator Ted Cruz told Fox's Sean Hannity he would be endorsing Trump as well. And at this point, I, I believe this race is over. So, so I am proud to endorse Donald Trump for president of the United States. I look forward to supporting him enthusiastically because I think it's time for the Republican Party to unite, for us to come together. To beat, he said, President Biden. Cruz said he wanted to let democracy play out and that in Iowa, where Trump won the Republican caucuses by double digits, it did. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. Stocks are lower right now. It's a sell-off for the Nasdaq, dropping nearly 1%. The Dow is down about 57 points. I'm Lisa Brady. This is Fox News.